Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get in the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. Also, we'd like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sounds you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com slash Soundscapes. Check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com. You can get connected with the community by checking us out on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all of them. Contact us at DieByTheSwordPodcast at gmail.com, and don't forget to leave a review on whatever you listen to us on. Now, join me with this week's episode. We didn't get that recorded. We didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just missed it. Shoot. Our pop culture check with Keith. (laughs) Today's pop culture with Keith is. (laughs) I have seen recently on TikTok, there's a a DM that before every session, he does a spell check with his casters in the party. And like quizzes them on their spells and stuff that they have, oh. and they can keep going if the like they start if they get the first answer right they get to add a d4 to whatever they're rolling. If Ooh. they Ooh, let's if do the that. next one it goes up to a d6, then it goes to a d8, and if they miss any question along the way they lose it all. Oh, oh so nice. get, the, you can I want to be a millionaire. Is it open spellbook? Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's added a, you get 30 seconds to look up something one mm. time. Can you, you phone a mage? One, like, phone a book. <laughs> phone a mage. Can you phone a mage? <laughs> Hello, David Copperfield. <laughs> Quit calling me. How did you get this number? <laughs> I told you never to call me here. I'll play that. <laughs> but I think that was, that was pretty cool to... See how well his players know their spells and their abilities as their classes. That is creative. It would never work with us. It nope. would never work. <laughs> Fail. Y'all would really have to study. <laughs> well, I'm. I mean, no, Keith. Keith, you're a spellcaster too. So, yeah. But I'm new I to don't the know. druid stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it was questions like. At second level, how many, you know, D10s do you roll for this spell? You know, whatever that kind no. of Zero. I have no spells that require a D10. What do I win? What school of magic is this spell? Ooh. Which one? School Those of are tough knocks. questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are not easy um, questions. I, I have taken all of my spells and put them in a Word document. That has a spell book that has them listed out by um, level. So I think I would be ready for a quiz like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. I, I usually even, do that um, when, when I play a spellcaster. I have a, a physical spell book that I carry with me to, that I can flip through for my spells. Yeah, that's that's what it... Yes, that was what I wanted to ultimately do. But I mean, having it digital is way easier to look oh, up. Yeah. And... Uh, it has my DCs and all of that. I 
took out all of the noise and just put what affects me. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I used to what I would do was I would like this is back in the day when I was just doing like pen and paper type gaming and we didn't have all the digital devices for keeping track of everything. I would have a notebook with the first page of it was kind of like the table of contents of like what spells just listing them and then a immediate pertinent information like DCs and things like that. And I would put check boxes on the side too. So when I used it, I would check it off. So I knew how many spell slots I still had left. And then in the back of the book was more of the full, like fleshed out, this is what this spell does text. So I could go through and read it. I was one of those overly prepared players. No, that's that's good. Like I, I for uh, Chaubert, he had a lot of stuff going on. So I had a lot of note card stuff, mm-hmm. which I think I'm going to have to do for this character because a lot of the stuff that involves panache, I'm kind of like, Okay, I gotta remember to do this and do that. I was making the joke earlier. I was like, I think I just need a flow chart of like, did you do this? Okay, then go over and do this. Yeah. I know Noelle used to have the the cards for all of her spells. She put them on like index cards. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and then have my wife like test me like I'm studying for a test. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she is not gonna have the patience to test you for this nerd crap. <laughs> Oh no, she would not. Can we have like, can we have like a montage of that? Like just <laughs> yeah. quizzing you. <laughs> it's like the first four bars of the song, and then she just throws the cards at him and <laughs> leaves the room. <laughs> the montage of you studying for all that, then I give you a test at the end, and you miss the first question. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so I, guess, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about this before but i've forgotten in you know the years that we've been playing how long have each of you guys been playing these games how long has this podcast been out 2019 (laughs) i've been doing it longer than that i'm gonna say 2018 can i just say last century Since the yeah, previous I, century. Yeah, I think I started in sixth grade is when I started, which would have been like 90, 90, 89, 90, somewhere in there. Oh, 90. 89. No, 89 makes it sound way worse. Um, <laughs> or better. Yeah, I'll say 90. I'll say 90. But those were different. That's, it was a Pathfinder. It was like D&D and what else? Yeah, I started playing, yeah, D&D. Well, actually, we started uh, in sixth grade. We started playing Marvel superheroes. It was like the, mm-hmm. it was so cool. <laughs> Could be Spider-Man, and I was. And then we moved on to D&D, and then we did Robotech. We did Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think we tried to play Cars for a little bit. Wait, like the Pixar Cars? No, like... Uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic. All your cars have like guns, and you're outfitted, and you're trying to kill each other. Oh, what is that video game with the clown and the ice cream clown? Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that what you were playing? <laughs> Basically, yeah. That game was fantastic. <laughs> Car Wars. That was it. Not just cars. It's called Car Wars. That's what it was. This is, I guess that was before Disney bought them, so they didn't get sued. 
<laughs> Did it start with? But yeah, I loved, <laughs> uh, I loved it. I loved playing Dungeons and Dragons, even though that was at the height of the satanic panic times. Oh God! And, uh, yes. I remember I'm, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm being a Mexican Catholic woman was a little wary of uh, of us playing Dungeons and Dragons at the time. Oh yeah, my my mom made me stop playing during that satanic panic period. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Luckily, to my mom's kid, credit, but <laughs> uh, luckily my mom didn't. But she would keep an eye on us sometimes while we were playing, just to make sure we weren't, uh, you know, worshiping at the devil. Yep. <laughs> and we still love the Jesus. Jesus rolls a twenty. <laughs> Jesus saves. Yes, I know a Friday when he didn't roll a twenty. <laughs> oh, no. just one Friday, just one Friday. But it's a good but Friday. Did he pass his constitution check though? After yeah. later, so. <laughs> or they cast resurrect on him. One of the two. All right, we are going straight to hell. Yes. <laughs> Anybody got a greater resurrection? Because I'm going to need it. Are you saying Jesus had resiliency like Chaubert? Yeah. <laughs> yep, and he just dipped after he woke up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. See? <laughs> Today I learned Chaubert is Jesus. <laughs> took a couple of people with him when he went. <laughs> oh, when Chaubert comes, if. If Shobera comes back, he should come back like that. He's like, hello, my sons. <laughs> Check his hands for holes. <laughs> you got a doubting Jenny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I played that. And then probably a little bit after high school is when I stopped playing until basically now, really. I picked up a few games here and there. But until we started playing the podcast is the first time I played like a lot since then mm-hmm. but i would pick up every like rpg back in the day to kind of fill that void that i wasn't getting from playing with people well i'm glad we could fill your void <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> uh yeah i uh i originally started with vampire the masquerade and originally started with LARPing Vampire the Masquerade. Did you buy people? No. <laughs> oh, Lies. please tell me somebody was zealous. Okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I can see a makeout scene. <laughs> there was some of that. <laughs> uh, Theater kids, man. Y'all are wild. I'm telling you. <laughs> that uh then when i got into college went into the tabletop version of vampire the masquerade and then wait so you just started straight up larping first yep man you just dove head first into the geek pool dove right (laughs) in (laughs) and i went to the tabletop version and then expanded within the world of darkness so i went uh, Vampire the Masquerade first, then we played a werewolf game, then played a mage 
game. Then we did kind of a World of Darkness type game where it was a mix of characters within there. So I think I was playing a vampire, but we had others playing werewolves and one was playing a mage. So it was like Twilight. Kind of. But way <laughs> did you play softball? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been fun, though. Uh, then. OK, hold on. Before you do that, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I, the, the softball thing just triggered something. How, uh, how come your softball league doesn't have around Halloween a vampire game? I mean well, that I think that we do um, allow really to, speaks to okay. we do allow people to show up for in costume to play the entire yeah, game. Yeah. We typically Have you ever play... had a Teletubby hit you with a, with a baseball? <laughs> yes, but I paid for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so do they when they're playing softball. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh yeah, we, we typically during that the fall season goes through Halloween. And if it does fall on Halloween, then we let people show up in costume to play that that weekend. What's stopping people from showing up in costume when it's not Halloween? During fall, <laughs> nothing really. During the spring season, we have rules that you have to have matching uniforms. Because it's too mm. cold to be slutty. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm wearing a full-on Godzilla. <laughs> Inflatable T-Rex running to first base. I can't wait to see it. Yep. Fall down <laughs> three or four times. <laughs> Stop dropping roar. <laughs> I have never worn a costume on the field, though. I don't know if I've ever actually played on Halloween. Well, usually it's um, after the block party. And if it's the one after the block party, we just go ahead and let people play in their costumes. Which is kind of. They woke up in those costumes. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get your ass to the field. I have to have. Because I remember being at the fields and people in costumes. So I had to have played. I, I didn't wear one myself. Because I remember Fred Flintstone being on the pitcher's mound. Heck yeah. Now, was he wearing shoes like cleats or was it barefoot like a Fred, Fred Flintstone? Left, left, left? <laughs> Fred Flintstone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in cleats, I think. Yes. Whenever uh, he like the teletubby got a hit and ran, did you hear the... <laughs> <laughs> He's got to stay in place for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can Jesus Christ hit a curveball? Nobody dresses Jesus. Not that I know of. I wouldn't put it past somebody, though. I was trying to bring in some softball joke with Jesus, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I was trying to go for the major league. Uh, where he's like, you saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? No. Oh. <laughs> Only when there's angels in the outfield. <laughs> I mean, he would be and rookie the of the year. <laughs> That's just because he died early. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I was just making baseball <laughs> movies. 
Guess which one of us is going to hell? It's me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> so, Keith, when did you start playing, uh, role-playing game stuff? Um, I think I've been in it a year and a half now or so. Would you say that, right, Gary? Because I just started right before we started this podcast. I had done like one session of D&D, and they're like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, uh, sure. It's been longer than that, because I've, I've played with you in the D&D. That, I mean, that would have been when I started, yeah. So, it's, I mean, it couldn't have been over a year and a half, maybe two years. But I started out. I started out on the nerd train with Magic: The Gathering, and I started, oh, okay. I started that in about. I was looking it up. I started uh, when Onslaught set came out, so that was two thousand two. Ooh, okay. Um, so I've been playing Magic: The Gathering for about twenty years now. Do you still keep up with that pretty heavy? Never played that. I used to. Yeah, I've I've got a ton. I mean, I've got millions of cards, but here recently, I haven't been able to go and play very much. I would be so lost if I went back to try to play again because it's been so long. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And and they've changed the rule set several times uh, over the last couple of years, too. Mm. Mulligan rules change all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. So I I think I'd be in the same boat a little bit. I think we should film that. Is Gary going back and playing at like a comic shop and like challenging some new people, like telling some kids (laughs) and like playing by like the old rules, just like the old head goes in there, just like let me teach you young and something, and then they're like, uh, "Okay, not how but he has to um, wear that actually that Yu Gi Oh thing that goes on your wrist." Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, that. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, when we I never played Yu Gi Oh though. The Yu Gi Oh thing stays on. <laughs> <laughs> You've activated my trap card. <laughs> Is that like a trapper keeper? Oh, well, sorry. Too far back? <laughs> oh, no. I used to love my trapper keeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That reminded me of the episode, the South Park episode. Trapper keeper. I, yeah. I love you or something. Like oh, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trapper. Probably. I hardly know her. <laughs> speaking, mm-hmm. speaking of that. Have y'all speaking seen of traps. Movie? Uh, i was gonna say have you seen the new disney uh like i guess it's very similar to magic the gathering that's coming out next year wait what what is this it's it's like you can fight with mickey mouse and all them now oh kingdom hearts no it's uh let's see let me look at it it's like nobody (laughs) like enthusiasm magic the kingdom hearts it's called lorcana Lorcana. Lorcana. Yep. You can fight with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Donald Duck and stuff. I guess it'd be similar to Kingdom's Hearts, but it's a card game like Magic the Other. Hmm. Hmm. So you hmm. got Elsa in there, Stitch is in there, oh. Maleficent, Robin Hood, Captain Hook. Wait, the good Robin Hood? The, the uh, fox? The, the fox, fox one, yeah. Yeah. No, Kevin yeah, Costner. Not the, not, <laughs> not the Minotite one. Yeah, not the Minotite. <laughs> Please, beloved, I like the men in tight ones. I like some <laughs> Robin Hood's I can speak with a British accent. <laughs> All right, we're good. 
So I don't know where the audio cut off exactly, but we have some uh, had some technical issues with our recording there. So you may have missed some of the best banter in the world. <laughs> but on the other hand, <laughs> it did give us a chance to take a break. Keith, what'd you go get? Uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch. <gasps> That's so Heck good. Yeah, I haven't had this in a hundred years, and I saw it at the grocery store the other day. I was like, mm, nostalgia. I'm gonna do it, and it's delicious. Mm. I was gonna say it's been seriously probably like fifteen years, and it it still it it still cuts the roof of your mouth though. Just so you know, yeah. I'm, I'm bleeding <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> what if you What if you did this? Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Chocolate milk. Oh, I thought you were going to say peanut butter whiskey, and I was like, oh, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, adult cereal. What are you (laughs) doing? How did I never think of that? Because that is brilliant. All right, well, now I'm adding that to my grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) The cereal that causes one point of damage with every bite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get that diabetes damage later, too. Yeah. <laughs> How many hit points is my foot worth? <laughs> I still got seven hit points in my foot. I'm good. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of damage. Well, I was, before we go on, I mean, congrats. No, never mind. We're not going to say that. I was going to say something about the $35 cap on insulin, but. <laughs> oh, no. I think <laughs> you shouldn't congratulate people for that. So, no. Uh. Uh. Yes. Yeah, speaking of damage, uh, so who remembers what happened last time, and what y'all are about to get into this time? Nobody. Well, they, we cool. came across somebody we- that was quite daring and dashing. Yes, Gruber, Diego, and Jenny came across Thwip. Sounds and like a party. And who was looking for a pork chop? <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Aren't we all looking for a pork chop? <laughs> Minus the chop. Point, <laughs> point. <laughs> And I think Diego threw open a door he shouldn't have. Right. Yes. We uh, we stumbled upon um, some ugly motherfucker. Yeah, he's got a quite the face, and then quite the headdress apparently too. Yeah, big old headdress on his head. <clears throat> the way he is described is this. Miss Piggy and Kermit's child. Oh, child! Mm. Ooh, it's a good question. It's always bad. I'm not hearing a no. There's <laughs> like, I want to see puppets in D and D. This is Pathfinder. Muppets yep. in Pathfinder. Yep the new, the crossover. <laughs> Muppet Finder. Ooh. Oh, he's not as ugly as I thought. I mean, from the picture. It's just the teeth on the top of the head. Yeah. 
You done right ugly, dude. You ugly. You U G L Y ugly. Yeah. U G L Y. You ain't got no. We got no alibi. Ugly. You ugly. M O M M A. How do you think you got that way? Yo mama. Hey, hey, yo mama. Welcome to our childhood, people. <laughs> but yes, uh, you did fling open this door to reveal uh, this guy with the, uh, how did we describe him last time? The round face with a horrid complexion of scaly pockmarks and a double chin. Eyes are large and spaced far apart, giving him a profoundly unpleasant look and the musty odor of Ilmarsh seeming to cling to him so he smells fishy mm. and he was frantically searching the room flipping everything over turned around saw you and said you what have you done with Everard and uh we're rolling for initiative okay, but is Everard that baby Everard <laughs> is not the baby not, not, not the base. <laughs> not the bow. <laughs> World, everybody. Talk, talk about what needs a reboot. Dinosaur. Right? I totally does. Yes. <laughs> and it ended on such oh. a positive note. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't want to spoil it, but it's like 30 years old. Ice <laughs> Age, man. Ooh, the land of the lost? Yeah. Oh, that shit is as scary as a kid. Reboots. Living in the land the of the lost. stacks. Yeah, faces scare me. On that one, Diego rolled a 16. I've got a 16 as well. Ooh. Oh my god. I'm willing to bet your dex is high. I have a plus two. I have a plus seven to my initiative. So Genie would go first. Uh, it's Jenny, not Genie. Hmm. <laughs> Said it's Jenny, Jean. not Genie. Genie. She's not a genie in a and bottle. I... Grubert. And nobody rubs her the right way. <laughs> <laughs> She's always crabby. Uh, 25 for Grubert. 25. Ooh, dang. Oh, we special. I rolled a nat, a nat 20 on my uh, initiative roll, so it's going to be downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> and the whip. Uh, 15. 15. All right, so. Diego flings open the door. Uh, this guy in here swings around, sees you. What have you done with Everard? You all must die! And, uh, we're starting things off with Grubert. Okay, so. <clears throat> do I see him, or do I just hear him yelling at uh, Diego from my position on the other side of the room? I don't know. I've turned on the nifty, uh, you know, fog of war and dynamic lighting functions in our map software, so uh, oh, if you can see him, you can see him. All if right. not, you do not see him. Okay, from my position, I see half of him, so I'm going to say that I see him. 
So, all right. So, so he looks threatening, and Diego's in the front. So I think what Grubert is going to do is cast uh, Bark Skin on Diego. So that will give Diego a plus plus five to your natural armor bonus. Plus five to the natural armor bonus as dogs surround you with bark skin. <laughs> Feels kind of weird, but I'll go with it. The one time John's dogs don't hop in and help us. <laughs> that was your cue, Duke and Dixie. <laughs> they are sleeping. <laughs> we'll have to get a drop of them barking so that every time Keith casts bark skin, that's the... <laughs> that's the sound the spell makes, yeah. Yeah. This loud dog. Um, and I was wanting to see, can I, uh, can I call uh, Havoc to come to, to come to me or to come around the house? Is he going to climb the stairs? Well, I want him to break down the, this. This house is so old. I want him to break down the wall behind him. Is what I'm thinking. Well, he's also he's downstairs and outside. He'd have to go up. Yeah. So how would he go up the? the he one would flight. go around the house. Bust down the wall. I think they're saying that might compromise the integrity of the floor that we're on because we're on the second floor. So, and then um, Grubert, after he casts that, he's like, man, I wish Havoc was here. Casting spells and making wishes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a genie-type adventure? This is a legacy of fire. <laughs> I mean, we, we said... I just got bark skin. Before, Let, but... Let's not talk about fire. I just got bark skin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up in the initiative is this guy in the room. Oh, damn. And uh, he's going to start casting a spell. Oh, no. Which will take his turn. I believe it's full. Yep, standard action. So he's going to stay where he's at and cast a spell. Jenny. All right, so she has heard uh, Rupert long for his mammoth. So what she is going to do is cast Dimension Door where the animals are and step through. So she is over by where the animals are. It looked like she dipped on y'all. And he just says, see ya. <laughs> Bye, y'all. She pulled a Jobert, just walked out. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that's going to have to be her turn. Very good. Okay, Diego. Okay, so Diego is going to pop through this door and run up on this guy. And hit him with a stunning fist. Roll your attack. You know, his little avatar looks like you hit him with a stunning fist. <laughs> if you get my meaning. That is a 29. 
29 would hit. So I believe that is a fortitude save. Yes. 17. That is enough to save. So he's not stunned, but he is... You still roll the damage on the hit. He's not stunned, but he is pissed. Would that break (laughs) his concentration on that spell he's trying to cast? He'll have to roll damage. uh, He'll have to roll a concentration check for the damage that he takes. Would it be automatic if he had stunned him? Well, actually... No, he won't, because the casting time is just a standard action and not the full round. So he's already cast the spell. That was just his turn to cast the spell. It just takes that long for it to manifest. Well, it's it's cast. It just didn't. It's it's more of a buff on him than it is anything else. Uh, that is a 15. 15 on the damage. And do I get my second attack as well? Uh, no, because you moved more than five feet. Okay. So if you had only moved five feet, you could do a full round attack to attack multiple times. But since you you moved more than five feet, you only get one. Yeah, I had to get more than five feet away. (laughs) Very good. So first blood has been drawn. And it is the whip's turn. All right. Uh, Flip is going to use all of his speed to get in there. He doesn't know what's going on exactly. He just knows that that's the guy who uh, did him dirty a little bit ago. But he did see Ginny disappear, so he's like, what's going on? <laughs> I will talk about that later. <laughs> so then he's going to move uh, five, two. Okay, so he has enough to get right beside Diego, basically. And he has this guy. Looks like he's they got him kind of almost cornered in the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's all I can do. Alright, so you just moved up to him and kind of cornering him in the room? Yes. Very good. Back up to the top of the initiative with Grubert. Okay, so Grubert's gonna, he's the way down the hallway, so he's gonna move up to the doorway. And... He sees Diego and Thwip have this guy kind of cornered toward the back wall. So I think he'll hold his action for right now. Because he ha- he doesn't want to hurt his friends with some of his attacks. So he's going to he's gonna hold. All right. So Grubert holds his action. Okay. So now it is this guy's turn. Since he's close to y'all, he's going to roll a cast offensively. Easily makes that. And he's going to cast another spell, since you're all in a nice little zone for him. So I need everyone in the room, so it's everyone but Jenny at this point, to make a reflex save. Ah, cool. How did y'all do? Thwip is at a 31. 31 for Thwip. Diego? Uh, Diego got a 16. 16. Rupert? Uh, 20. 20. 
So Flip and Grubert save, and they will take half damage. Diego will take full damage. And then all of a sudden we just hear... <laughs> There's a glass of water sitting there. You just see the ripples. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> One million. Uh, hold on. One. I'm going to use cat's luck because once per day when a cat folk makes a reflex saving throw, he can roll the saving throw twice and take the better result. Okay. So, hold on. Good call. That is good. That gives me a 20. All right, just enough to save with that one. Technically, I think you're supposed to do that before I reveal whether it's a fail or a pass, but I'll let it uh, True, I'll but I was trying to look it up. <laughs> I know it was here somewhere. I was like, I know I have something on reflex saves. So full damage was 40 points of damage. So each of you takes 20. Okay. As this cone of cold originates from his hand and extends outward. Does anybody have resistance to cold? No. I've got this nice cloak, but uh, I don't think it's keeping me that warm. (laughs) Good. Alright, so he's cast his spell, and it is Jenny's turn. Okay, so... Um... Jenny opens up another dimension door. I'm going to say right here. And charges through on Pablo. Now, she can't hit you, but Pablo can gore. And and I've got that feat where I can do the ride-by attack. So, Pablo... He's going to do the ride by attack. Let me jump to Pablo real quick. Okay. So he got a 22. 22 is a miss. Oh! His gore misses. But he ends up over here. And lo and behold, um, Havoc strolls in right behind him, I guess. Just does a little pimp walk in. <laughs> Havoc in the building, y'all. <laughs> hey. Dude is surrounded so, by animals now. <laughs> so does that mean that Gruber can go now if he needs to? I mean, he held his action so he can go at any any point. He wants to jump in the initiative. So both Gruber and Havoc have a turn That's if true. they want it. Um, that'd be fantastic because, um, yeah, Havoc would love to, he sees his little friend try to, you know, try to drive by this dude. He misses. So he, he wants to do the same thing. So he's going to, he's going to do a gore as well. Okay. It's gore fest. I like it. So that is a 40. 
<laughs> Dang! <laughs> nice. Don't piss off the the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he like felt left out that whole time. He's like out there, just like I should be in there. Uh, so yeah, so forty. So let's roll two uh, d eight plus twelve. So I'm gonna uh, quote Okoye from uh, Avengers and say, "What was she doing there up there the whole time?" <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna quote Bobby Boucher and say, "Tackling fuel." <laughs> Tackling fuel. <laughs> All right, so that is 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage. He said water is better. Oh, wait, no. Better is better. <laughs> uh, H2O. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Havoc gores the crap out of this guy. And anything from Grubert? As this room is super crowded. There is one five foot square open. That is it. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. That's that's all. That's all that's left because you have a a huge cat and a huge uh, mammoth uh, in there. That's so funny. Um, I was thinking about casting Mad Monkey on this guy, but would that Ooh. be too many animals? Because <laughs> they go they go in his square. It's gonna smell wild in here. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of feces in here after we're done. <laughs> yeah. Jungle feces. One nice room. <laughs> this place has been destroyed, but this is the one nice room in the whole entire place. You're right. destroyed. <laughs> had a bearskin rug. Yeah. Had a couple of nice chairs and a fireplace. <laughs> now not so much. Um, now there's doo-doo on the walls. <laughs> and it's Diego's. <laughs> so I noticed your house smells like feces. <laughs> not just and not just feces. monkey feces. <laughs> uh, so I guess yeah, we can we can throw some monkeys at him. Alright. Watch your face and crotch, man. <laughs> now does he does he have a weapon in his hand at all? Is he carrying like a staff or anything? He's carrying a trident. Alright, so we're gonna try to get that t- trident out of his hand as well with these monkeys. Okay. Uh, so I get a saving throw to defend against his distraction mm-hmm. technique. But it doesn't say what type of saving throw. Creatures filling a saving throw against Mad Monkey's distractions are deafened for one minute. So, so I'm going to guess it's going to be like a fortitude save since it's fighting off deafening and nausea. Okay. That makes sense to me. Okay. 28. Yeah, you definitely pass. <laughs> uh, right, so he's not distracted or he's not deafened and nauseated. Uh, the monkeys do get one attempt to disarm mm-hmm. uh, as a free action but the way this reads so the monkeys attempt one disarm or steal combat maneuver each turn as a free action against any creature that begins its turn in the swarm did not begin yeah. its turn in the swarm Right. so, so you'll we'll have to wait till the next time. Yeah, yeah that makes sense Okay. but we have monkeys does it say that the swarm of monkeys does damage. Nope. 
that's it. They just they just scream in your ear, make, they poop on you so you feel nauseated, and then they try to steal your stuff. <laughs> Let me verify, see if there's a stat block for a swarm of monkeys, because you do, you've created a swarm of monkeys, so most swarms do automatic damage if they're in the square. Okay. I mean, I would so. like to. <laughs> just get pimps back. Some slap by some monkeys. Oh, like 18 times? <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you get uh, 2d6 damage. Alright, perfect. 2d6. Okay. 4. And 6. So 10. 10 damage. 10 damage. Very good. Thank you. Uh, uh, Gruber yells out to Jenny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diego, it is your turn. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, Diego is going to go uh, flurry of blows on this guy. I figured you would. Uh, first is a 17. That's a miss. The second one is a 31. That's a hit. For eight uh, bludgeoning damage. Okay. The next one is an 18. That's a miss. And the last one is a 27. That hits. For nine points of bludgeoning damage. Nine points of bludgeoning. All right. You can blame the monkeys. They distracted you. It's terrible. It's okay. Trying to miss the monkeys. Ah. (laughs) Think you punched a monkey or two in there? (laughs) Very good. Next up in the initiative is Thwip. Oh, all right. So my first uh, first time attacking with Thwip. This is uh, all right. So he's gonna try to get the guy with his scimitar here. So let's see what we can do. Don't fuck Swing. up. <laughs> well, and the the thing is, uh, it's kind of crazy because he's like he doesn't do a lot of damage, I guess, with the scimitar. But the crit range is kind of low on it, which is kind of neat. Oh, that's going to be a 22 on the first 20, attack. 22 is a miss. Oof, okay. All right, second attack. Let's hope this is a little better. Oh, okay. That is a 29. 29 would hit. All right. And that is uh, for 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. And I think that's all he can do right now. He's going to say, ha Very good. Back to this guy. I'm just going to call him by his name. Y'all know who it is. It's Albor Voltiaro. Uh, he I had no idea is... what that was. 
<laughs> kind of crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I had no idea that was his name. <laughs> uh, he's kind of trapped in this room back in this corner. Can't really go anywhere. So far, Diego has done the most damage on him that he can reach. Well, really, Havoc has, probably. Yeah, between yeah, Havoc and Diego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's gonna go for Diego. So, Diego, I need you to make a fortitude. No, a will save. It's a will save. It's a very important will save. 24. 24 is a pass, which is good. Woo! So you'll take half the damage. Ah! <laughs> 7d8. <laughs> half the damage is 60 points of damage. <gasps> Dig it. <gasps> like that, the, that? Cave, the caveat to this spell is this spell cannot reduce your hit points to less than one. So you would drop down to one. Yeah, I'm down to one. Chaboom. Okay, oh, no. one. So this like, like dark fire just erupts on Albert's hand. He reaches out and touches Diego, and just zaps almost all the life force out of Diego. And it's Jenny's turn. Ooh, that was that was a lot. Okay. Yeah, full yes, damage that is one hundred and twenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one's is the guy at least hard. bloodied. Uh, he is just past half. So yes, he's bloodied. Yeah. I don't know what I can. Do. Well, I can do a lot of things. I just don't know which is the right thing to do. Probably get Diego out of that spot. <laughs> is the dimension door still open? Diego might. The here. dimension door yeah. is can be open. So I think that's what is going to happen. Um, I'm going to cast dimension door again. Behind Diego. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to be in 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 this room right here. Uh, cast Dimension Door, and then Pablo is going to escort Diego into this room right here. And of course, Jenny is on Pablo. Oh. <laughs> and then that's all Jenny can do, but Pablo is just going to give him a little, little head nudge, you know, like a cat does. Like, I'm sorry you're hurt. <laughs> but I'm going to move... I'm going to move Jenny back over here just so I can get a... Uh, a good look at the, the 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 battle that's going on. She's not really here. Just want to okay. see room. Very good, Grubert. All right, so Grubert sees Diego exit. Um, Don't forget the mad monkeys. Use them. Yeah. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and try to steal your little trident again. Okay. Or I guess we didn't try last time because we had to wait. But let's try to get it. So that'll be. A CMB check against my CMD. Okay. So let's see. My cash level plus my bonus. All right. 24? 24 is a fail. 
Oh. Okay. So he holds on to the trident. All right. In that case, let's see. What can we do? So we got Thwip. We got Havoc. Uh, the monkeys do automatically do their 2d6 damage. Okay. We can go ahead and roll that. Okay. So let's roll that 2d6 for the monkey damage. That is nine points of damage. Monkey damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And while I'm monkey thinking, monkey <laughs> and while I'm thinking about what Gruber, all, the, all this monkey business. Okay, so Havoc sees that Diego got wounded and got escorted out by uh, Pablo, so he's standing right next to the fish guy. So he's going to go ahead and score <laughs> him. It's a good try. Good try. Uh, 28. Okay, you did. <laughs> Alright. Successful gore. So, let's roll for damage. Four. And three. So, seven points of damage. Uh, isn't the damage plus 15? It's 2d6 yeah, plus 2D6 15. Plus 15. I don't see it. Yeah, that's what I got. Alright, throw another 15 on it. Throw some 15s on it, on it. And then I don't I don't think Gruber can really do anything right now. So he'll hold. Rupert holds. Very good. Next up. Is Diego down to one hit point? You got any potions? Um, that's a good question. Uh, let me check real quick. He only has a potion of heroism, which is not going to help him. Not going to help. So I don't know what uh, Diego can do at this point because he is drastically down uh, so he's going to hold his action for now until he can see an opportunity where well uh, he can still throw a a, a, a star <laughs> or dagger can't, wait can't, can he uh, I don't want to be the one but you've got it goes through multiple allies and isn't at a weird angle I can see the I can still see him so I have line of sight he'd just get a plus four to his AC with all the cover yeah so uh, at this point he has no choice this is the only thing that he can do he is going to throw his dagger and try to hit him That bark skin. Yeah, it's the bark skin. Uh, it unfortunately did not get a crit. So, and I don't think this hits. Uh, that was a 15. That would miss. Even without the yes, cover. So. You got this large ass uh, mastodon blocking your way. All right. Next up is the whip. All right. So, Thip's going to do the same thing with the scimitar. So let's see. 
Ooh, that is a 28. 28 would hit. All right. And then... Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, that is also a crit, since it's on the thing. Critical threat, since it does hit, that is a critical threat. So roll to confirm. You just have to roll to hit. All right. Here we go. Uh, 29. We have a confirmed critical. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> so 2d6 this time. Let me, uh pull the crit card. Uh, using a scimitar. That's a slashing weapon. Uh, it could... Yeah, I was using it as a slashing. Because, like, uh, one of my feats, I can use it as a slashing or a piercing, but I'll say slashing. Uh-huh. This is a very fitting critical for a swashbuckler. It's called Parrying oh. Strike. Double damage. Nice. And plus four to your AC for one round. Oh, sweet. All right. And so then the damage is 28 points of damage. Eight. Okay. And so then he'll take a second attack. And that is 27. 27 would hit. And that is 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Now, as you strike him with this one, something odd starts happening. His body just starts to kind of convulse in front of you. And it just keeps convulsing and shaking and convulsing and shaking until his head just explodes. Showering blood across you and Havoc. And these writhing tentacles just start coming out from where his head used to be. Out of his (laughs) neck. All over you. And they go to start reaching towards you to lash out. And we'll pick this up next time. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh, man!